When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Geekscapists, welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode, and this one's a Geekscape special, so I'm not sitting down with a storyteller or a filmmaker or a comic book professional and talking about uh, why they make uh, art or stories or tell stories, uh, and that is what you get on a usual Geekscape episode if this is your first uh, Geekscape, but this is a special. Uh, I'm Jonathan London, and I like to sit down during these Geekscape specials and talk about a specific, usually comic book related release. Uh, with my good friend Ian Kerner, and we started Geekscape way back when in 2006, sitting on the couch together. And whenever there's a new Marvel movie, or uh, comic book movie, or Star Wars movie, or big uh, geek event movie, uh, Ian and I sit down and we make one of these specials. And this one is no different. We're going to be talking about the second season of Netflix's Iron Fist series. Um, this one, uh, I think more than any other Netflix Marvel series, had a lot to live up to, or a lot to uh, make up for, because I think unanimously that first season was not what fans uh, expected. I think that was the most maligned of the Netflix uh, Marvel series. And so now we have a brand new Iron Fist season two. Um, a lot of fans were not looking at it positively. Um, and there's some changes. New showrunner, 10 episodes versus 13. And... Um, and Ian and I watched it over the course of the past few days. I think Ian watched it over the course of a 24-hour period. It took me a few days to do, but I'm sitting here with Ian. We're going to be talking all um, Iron Fist Season 2. If you have not watched it and you want to keep, your spo- keep it spoiler-free, turn off now and go listen to something else on the Geekscape feed. If you have watched Iron Fist Season 2 or you just don't care, um, then keep listening. Uh, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty. Lots of spoilers and lots of Easter eggs and things to talk about on this one. Uh, so right off the bat, Ian, we usually talk about whether or not we enjoyed the well, second season. And well, let me say this. I mean, there's no question <laughs> yeah. that the first season um, was not as well-received as, as any of the other Netflix shows. I still liked it. Right. I just I had big issues with it. You know, Chief Among Them, which after this season I feel a little bit better about, but I have to say one of my biggest issues was, you know, this need to make it always feel like the origin. Like, he wasn't fully the Iron Fist yet. Right. You know, and to whatever extent that's still the case here, um, I am more forgiving of it because I I kind of, I have a better sense of of what what they're doing or at least what Raven Metzner, the new showrunner, is doing versus what Scott Buck was doing. You know, yes. um, 
Well, there's we, no, I, I definitely have to say, I mean, there's not even a question that it's, this season's so much better. Yeah. In season one. So right and, off the and, bat, and I, we didn't. I didn't keep this as a secret to Ian. As soon as I started watching, I, I think I was maybe fifteen, twenty minutes into the first episode. I was so taken aback it, by what a change in quality this was. It's not just the writing. That I texted, the, the action, the martial yeah. arts scenes. The martial arts scenes were fantastic. I in texted this. Ian immediately with our friend Justin and was like, "Is this really happening? This is, this is it was great. leaps and bounds better than season yeah. one." Yeah. And, and, you know, and as we talk about this, there, there's going to be some quibbles. But, I mean, overall, I'm going to say that I, mean, I really, really, really thoroughly enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say um, one of the biggest quibbles, and I've seen other people commenting on this, which is interesting, which I really wasn't feeling when I was watching it, but I'm thinking about it, is that, is that there's a lot of things about it that are, like, really similar to what they did in, in season two of Luke Cage. Um, I was feeling that yeah. as I was watching that. That being said, I think... That the combination of uh, the combination of dual villains actually being more active, mm-hmm. which is a lot like Luke Cage. You had dual villains there in Bushmaster and Mariah. Yeah, and Black th- Mariah. and then in Black Mariah, and then here you have dual villains in Devos and uh, and um, uh, help me out here, Typhoid what, Mary, Typhoid Mary. Uh, well. That's well, yes. the thing. You have the Joy Meacham stuff, and then you have Typhoid Mary, but it's interesting. Cause but I think 10 episodes with that much going on, and yeah. those are active players. Like I, yeah, It felt like yeah. Black Mariah was not always active in the purpose of going at Luke in those. She was very much trying to get out of Harlem, and she had her mm-hmm. own narrative that was taking her out of Listen, conflict. Listen, not saying they're the and same think, show yeah, per no. se, but there's just a lot of beats that are the mm. same. You know, you have, you have things like... Oh, you know, Luke gets beat, you know, then he comes back, then he gets the guy in a chokehold. Sure. Like, like it's, re- it's really odd how... He has some, to get his sim- anger sim- under control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of similar similar beats going on, I, you know. I, the, the, I the, the girlfriend was... got mad about him about his anger, you know, and, and, and you know, seemingly left, but then, right, yes, you know, Colleen stayed with him, kind of, or are, are they... Fl- it's not really clear to me. Are they broken up at the end? Well, one of the similar... Or are they taking a break because Danny's left, you we'll, know? We'll get to the end, and one of the things that I definitely see as a similarity is that there were a lot of big changes in the end of the season. Oh, yes. And there was really huge. only one major change at the end of Luke Cage. Yeah. Season two. But, also um, huge, When we first see Danny at the beginning of this one... So wait, 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 it, before you, before why, you get there, I, I want to say something... Setting the stage. I, but I, I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> because cause you, we skipped two things, which is that when we're talking about the writing... We need to call out that we saw Danny in Defenders and we saw Danny in Luke Cage. For sure. And already in those two instances, a marked improvement. Yes. You know? And, and, and I think that, you know, a lot of people were really down on Finn Jones after season one, but already in those two appearances was fine. So by the time I got to this, whereas season one, there were so many things about it that were, I was bothered that it, he wasn't really definitive for me. Sure. But by the time I walked to this, I was like, no, he's, he's Danny. He's Iron Fist. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I didn't have a problem way. with it. And, and, and the other writers had already accomplished that. And mm-hmm. then with Ray Metzner, I, I was good there. There were a lot of prob- There were a lot of people who told me that he was that Danny Rand was better in that one episode from season two of Iron F- of Luke Cage than he was in all of his first season. No question. But here, um, well, first of all, and that, and that was that was it was Power Man Iron Fist. Yeah, it was awesome. And here he's been Iron Iron Fist for a while, right? And he's. Separated himself from his not separated himself from his wealth, but he's not going into Rand Corp 
every right. day to work alongside the Meachams or uh, work alongside Ward Meacham, he's working on the streets loading a truck and like kind of being street level, kind of humbling and himself. And they use the ending of the Defenders, yeah. of Daredevil not being around, as sort of a jumping on point of where he made that promise to, to, to Matt, Daredevil the Matt, yeah. that he would t- watch after the city. So he's on the streets. So it's like he has a mission. He's keeping his ears to like what's going on and there's a triad war going on in right. Chinatown. And so he's keeping himself there on the pulse of the city. And they do a pretty good job of justifying it. It took a while for me for the traction of that storyline with the triad war to take hold. It, um, especially because you start almost instantly with the introduction of Davos like coming in. And Davos is butthurt. And Davos. He, Davos. And he really wants the Iron Fist. And he feels like he got cheated out of the Iron well, Fist. And that was established in season one, but at least in this we actually got the flashbacks. Oh, and that was interesting. And the flashbacks helped so much. So that much. and the fact that the actor who plays Davos is doing a fantastic job. Yeah. Um, I thought his storyline was really great. It was great following it. And then it, it builds in a way that you see him slowly losing his mind. Like, he... He starts to abuse the power once he... I mean, spoilers, he gets the Iron Fist, yeah. he steals it from Danny, and he ends up abusing it. And you know what's, what was interesting with that? And, and it, it, it's, it's debatable to argue about whether it was corrupting Danny or not, um, which sorry, I want us to discuss that a little bit. But, you know, the storyline... So, so one of the things I want to say about the writing that was really great for me was it's clear that the writer knows the comics. Mm-hmm. There's so many calls. First of all, every episode title is a call out of an actual title to whether it be an, an issue of Iron Fist or an issue of Power Man and Iron Fist. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Or, or even like the show kids. Like, yeah, every episode title was. And, you know, specifically early on um, with Davos, they did a version of the storyline of him getting the Iron Fist. Um, only in that, since his spirit wasn't pure, it burned him up. Hmm. But this one, they went a little more with that. About I, th- I think it was like, you know, it reminded me, and no one called this out, but a little bit of, of that idea in Captain America that you know, the, the, uh, the super soldier serum, what it did to Red Skull versus what it did to Steve Rogers mm-hmm. because of what was in them. Right. You know, and just that, that whole corrupting thing. Yeah. But that, that, that was the thing about, you know, did, did we feel, because I, I felt like it maybe didn't entirely explore what was happening with Danny, you know, but he just very much seemed to very much want to use it, right? And, and Colleen definitely calls him out and says, you've been more aggressive and you're angry. And there's that yeah. one mission where he wants to confront Davos and it's not the right time and he has to control his own anger. But um, well, but I didn't see him when when we first start off. He's not like off his rocker as Iron Fist. Yeah, I didn't. Think he's that just Iron either. Fist. Yeah, I thought so too. And I, part of me was also wondering any significance to the colors. But ultimately, I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, with Davos being red, well, that's clear, and right. Colleen being white, and there's a certain balance to that. But Danny's yellow, I'm not sure because, mind you, he still has that at the end, and I, I think that we're supposed to feel he's very seriously progressed. We will get to the end because there's a lot of weirdness oh, that happens. Well, the in end, that I, ending. yeah. As as I texted you, I was like, we're gonna need to talk about that. Yeah, we're gonna talk. So, yeah, <laughs> we, we, have we, we have to we, talk we about the Marvel Knights Punisher move. Uh, <laughs> it reminded me of Marvel Knights Punisher when they first brought Frank back, but he was mm-hmm. an avenging angel. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? And yes. he's like got like Horrible. spirit guns, and I'm like, what yeah, is but, this? But, but that's out of the comics. Yeah. So, that's Orson Randall, buddy. It's what? It's Orson Randall. Yeah, so uh, who's referenced in this? Dude. He, so let's, uh, 
I've long said... I'm, and, and I'm I, doing a terrible job of piecing through this. Yes. I'm going to say this okay. now. I've always said from the day they announced the series, I said, you know, for me, you know, Iron Fist as a character, the definitive Iron Fist run is that Fraction run. Right. You know? I mean, it's just, it's so awesome. And I truly, I didn't really, I, I hoped it at, at, at the very last scene of season one, but didn't really feel it. This season has tons of references to that run. And I really feel like they're setting it up. You know, I don't know if it's season three or not, you know, or they're going to try to push it further. But the biggest thing about that run is the idea of the seven mystical cities and the tournament, you know, and oh my God. Mm-hmm. It could be awesome. Yeah. And what's awesome about that is, again, not to jump ahead, but you bring Colleen in, I mean, all of it. Sure. And you know? Colleen does have ties into it, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's piece through it. You've got Danny, and he is. Loading trucks, and he meets uh, Mary, mm-hmm. who and ends up being bipolar and have, has typhoid. She's typhoid Mary. She's an innocent photographer from Wisconsin and super sweet. And I, and Alice Eve may have been the highlight for me of this season because she was great with everything great going on. Job. She was awesome, and yeah. she did a really great job of playing the extreme bipolarity of the character, and it was. Fun to watch a her do it. Part of me was hoping that we would get the true makeup six and everything. One, well, not just the makeup, the six one six, the superpowers. Right. You know. Um, but she is but poisoning it, people. She is weakening people and injecting them with stuff. She is kind of doing the typhoid thing, of like. Yeah, but it's not actual superpowers. Knocking and, and, them and, and out. And that's no. the thing: is the Bloody Mary that we never actually see. The typhoid. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Like we don't see her. Yes, we don't see her with superpowers, but she kicks. Danny's ass on that, but he's been drugged. When but she, she drugs him. Yes, that's her thing. That's like she's weakening you. It's the same thing that Typhoid Mary would do to Matt Murdock in the comics, but she just uses superpowers right. to do it. Right. I thought they did a really well, good the, job. The, the nods there. Yeah, they did a great job of making that character who, as we saw in the Electra movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> you and I were there sitting mm-hmm. next to each other. As we saw in the Electra movie, could be played pretty badly. By the way, the showrunner this wrote that movie. So she had a warm-up. Yeah. She had a warm-up on Typhoid Mary. Yeah. This Typhoid Mary is played a lot more realistically. She's got a really cool uh, backstory. Um, it is definitely set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because mm-hmm. she references... Sokovia. Sokovia. Um, and this one felt By the way, I had to do a little, well tied in. I had yeah. to look into that a little bit because I was trying to place it. Because once you reference Sokovia, you have to wonder what... No, it's before then. No, no. She... But it's the nation. From the nation, yes. Yeah. But, but the question is when and when was she there? And apparently in, in, they did some comic tie-in stuff. Yeah. And they referenced it was a S.H.I.E.L.D. peacekeeping sure. missionary. So it's probably that. And she was taking hostage as part of that. Yeah, so it's probably prisoner. back like six years ago. That kind so of she was messed up. When, when, you know, she's a, she's a peacekeeper. She's it's obviously a, before Age of Ultron. Yeah, she's a peacekeeper. She's been taken, she was taken like hostage for like a year and kept in a cage. And she claims that her, that, that, Mary saved her, which is the alter ego, right. who just like killed everyone and got her out of this each hole in the ground. Each thought the other one saved saved them. Yes, and each. it turns out now it was someone else or something else, right, or a different alter. So, uh, but, but so that character was all that is awesome. that's, that's only set up, and we're not really given it, and it's clearly planned. Yeah. So the question is. Is this waiting for Iron Fist season three, or is it maybe going to pop up in Daredevil? Yeah, we, I would love to see her in Daredevil. Yeah, all, all I'm saying is Alice Eve was so much fun to watch play both those great. both those parts of the same character. Um, the Davos, um, okay, so so you have 
Danny kind of poor, but he's not poor. He's just acting poor mm-hmm. uh, to be on the street. And my favorite character, Ward Meacham, is still running uh, Rand Corp, and he's got forty nine to fifty one percent of Danny's shares. And they get called in by Sister well, no, D- Joy. D- D- Danny has fifty one percent. He's right. just letting Ward run it. Right. So he's got he's got Ward running the the thing, and Ward's sister Joy, who you know from season one, calls in, and she's going to get. Like she wants out, she right. wants to get she bought wants a out. Buyout. But with the buyout, she wants certain patents and things, and you don't really know what they are. They look like junk patents, but you, but in, you know, there's tons of them, and and Ward doesn't really, he's not able to search through them to find out which specific one she's actually trying to hide. But she, you find out as a viewer that she's mixed up with Davos, who wants this specific old bowl that is like <laughs> kept in this historical museum that was part of a relic from Kunlun and it's got you know the ability to be used in this this you know weird it's a transference ceremony it's like a transference ceremony where he's going to transfer the iron fist from a weakened poison danny into himself and become the iron fist which ends up making him really go off the fucking rocker and start killing people which is fun to watch by the way because i texted you i was like he just punched through a guy yeah yeah a little quibble (laughs) Why did he need the skin from the previous Iron Fist if he had Danny? Right. There's a whole storyline going on. Because then later, Danny could just cut off a piece of his skin for Colleen. Right. So it's like. So there's a whole storyline that early on going on that brings you brings Ward and Joy and Davos into the Triad War. In that there's a storage dock in New Jersey that one side needs and the other side owns. And you find out that, the, that what's being shipped there, that was sh- what was shipped there was the body of this Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was a cool sequence. When I thought that was like a cool holy shit moment where, there's, where, where, um, where Davos fights his way into that storage unit and then busts open the crate and you see this mummified Iron Fist mm-hmm. sitting in there. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. I, my mind immediately went back to Defenders and the idea of resurrection. And okay. I was like, that would have been fucking sick if you resurrect like an old Iron Fist. No, I didn't think that at all. But, I, I totally think he was going to do something with the body. Right, because there's going to be one. But what ends up happening is they end up cutting the skin off this Iron mm-hmm. Fist. And they crumble it up into this bowl for the resurrection ceremony. And then they end up using, you know, a weakened poison by Typhoid Mary Danny in his blood to do it. Danny loses the Iron Fist. It goes to Davos. And we're simplifying a series, like, right now. That like, And then, of course, the last, half of the last bit of the season, he has to try and get the Iron Fist back. Because Davos is running rampant under the guise of trying to clean up the city. He's just killing everybody. And, um, and even if you don't agree with him. One of my favorite parts is later in the season when he goes to the guy... And offers him protection. And he's like, you don't have to pay for protection. You're under my protection now. And the guy goes, I don't want any part of this. I don't want, I don't want any part of this. He's like, you refuse my protection? And then he kills him. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Well, I think the point of that scene is because... He's fucking da- crazy. Yeah, Davos seemingly, he's saying things about cleaning things up and having this mission of the Iron Fist. And you're wondering, all right, well, he... You made the Punisher reference, like you know, he's kind of doing the Punisher thing, like you know, it's the end hero thing. Yeah. And in that scene, realized no, he's he's completely crazy. Yeah, he's not just killing the bad guys. He goes into the. I mean, there's some really great. I really love the actor who plays Davos, and I think that 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 character was written really well. Early on, he has a conversation with Joy about having to be in New York and how the fetid air like poisons him when he breathes it. Like Mm -hmm. he thinks the city is disgusting and in need of cleansing. Right. And then when he ultimately gets the Iron Fist, 
he is hell-bent on killing both sides of the triad war and then when he runs into like the shelter where it's women and children who are relatives of them that he's been hunting Danny says these people have nothing to do with this and he says guilty by association and yeah. he's gonna kill them and yeah, I'm like at that point yeah he's this just is, a lunatic it's, it's awesome yeah. it's a really well done bad guy you see him get there and again what Ian said earlier about those flashbacks they're crucial because we actually see him lose the iron fist to Danny you see that match I thought that was really important and actually like it was actually missing I think in season one I didn't love the Bakudo stuff in season one mm-hmm. I thought that um, we hadn't quite earned it yet with with Misty's storyline. Well, we still haven't actually seen. It. Yeah, obviously, there like, it, it's a TV show's budget, but but the I wanted to see stuff, Danny get the orange, right? So like here, I, I wanted the Kunlun flashback. So stuff, here you, know? you get some Kunlun back um, flashback stuff, and you also see um, Davos's mother and father mm-hmm. yeah. and it's Davos's own father who calls the fight in Danny's favor and says he's the one who's going to face the dragon Right, and you just see the I mean they've beaten the shit out of each other for a couple hours and you see Davos's crushed disappointment on the ground and then his mother comes in and just fucking mother from hell just mother from hell if you if you thought Asian mothers were strict on their kids man you got to see the two parents in this series yeah. when we first see Danny and he as kids in a flashback they're playing, and she comes in and starts whipping Davos's hands with a switch. <laughs> and you're like, "What the fuck?" Until it's bleeding, and he's like a ten year old kid, um, probably younger. It, uh, I thought the flashbacks did a, uh, an awesome job. I don't recall those flashbacks ever being that good in season one, no. and yeah, yeah. Uh, and here they were just the right ones at the right time. It reminded me of the way that you started feeling for Wilson Fisk in season one of Iron of, of mm-hmm. Daredevil. Mm-hmm. I, Davos was a really well done villain. I agree. Um, uh, I'm trying to. I'm going to go ahead and put him on a scale of villains in the Netflix Marvel things, and I think obviously I love, Kingpin, love, love Kingpin. Yeah. Um, but I would put Davos somewhere right behind him yeah, because he did such an incredible job. I agree. I agree. Um, how did you feel? So Davos, after he's taken the Iron Fist and. Danny, you know, is still working against him. And Danny's so Davos used, as well. uses his, his iron fist and breaks Danny's leg. And Danny can't walk, and Danny's trying to retrain so, himself, yeah. I like the idea of Colleen training him, but I thought they, they kind of... I think that the writers ha- were having difficulty with how are we going to do this, and I feel like they didn't quite make a definitive decision. They went ahead and used the Rantec, yes. but then they sort of like... Forgot about it later. Yeah, well, you know, he's, he like they threw a, a couple of lines about it, but he I mean, says, honestly, twenty one screws in my leg and like a high powered magnet yeah, is how but, I'm walking again. Yeah, but but at the same time, it's like no, because he's not. He wasn't instantly walking, right? And then it was training, and I personally was hoping because you know in the comics, Iron Fist is able to use his chi mm-hmm. to to heal, and that's what I was really hoping it was going to be, you know. But then we're left with but like he doesn't, have the, but he doesn't have the Iron Fist. But that but that's that's one of my questions, which is not answered in this show. When you see at the end that he has two, you know, is did he completely lose it? Personally, I wish there was something to the idea that no, it's always there. It's still within him, that kind of thing, and he has to find his balance and that kind of thing. Well, let's piece through the end. Well, I, I don't know if you want to piece through the ending yet. I would love to talk about some of the um, Easter eggs you start to see throughout the yeah. season, like yeah, we, like Blind Spot. So, is Sam Chung Blind Spot? I mean, you know, obviously. You see they, he's working with Misty. Yeah, but he's older. Him. 
Yeah, he's a little bit of an older. I don't know. He's in his twenties. Yeah. And, and in the comics, he's Daredevil's current apprentice. Is this yes. character Blindspot, who's an Asian American character, Sam Chung, and um, and if you guys are reading Daredevil, he's a pretty major character in Daredevil, but very recently made. He was created in like 2015 for this current Daredevil run, yeah. and uh, and the character's him. name is Blindspot. Um, and he well, can and he kind of kind of has predator like tech where he can just like phase in and out, right? Like you, like he, yeah, like you, you literally see can't see him. Yeah, and now yeah, very much they introduced the the character Sam Chung. And you know, I was working with Misty at the shelter here, but obviously you don't see Blindspot. But he right. is in this universe. Yes. Um, speaking of Misty, you know, one of the highlights for me of uh, Colleen. He works with Colleen. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the highlights for me of Luke Cage season two was the bar fight, and it's basically you get your little bit of doors of the dragon. You know, uh, with Misty and Colleen, which in, in the comics, yeah. you know, they, they form a PI agency. Um, and, and those of us that love that world going, just give us that show, right? And then you get this. And for me, this was, frankly, exactly the way it should be. Don't dilute it with, with another show. To right. me, it's literally having half the time of Colleen and Misty working together and having the stories come together, or even if it's their own story and they may bring them in at some point or whatever. I mean, the best ensemble shows have that that kind of thing happening, mm-hmm. you know? Um, because, I mean, you know, with, with the first episode of them working together, it's like, okay, maybe we'll go an episode of this. No, it's like five episodes. Yeah, in this, there's an entire storyline where they're trying to track down Devos. Yeah, it's five episodes of Misty and Colleen working together and developing their relationship and talking about it, mm-hmm. and even making the Nightwing joke because it was Nightwing Restorations at Doors of the Dragon. You know, I mean, I was so happy. To, for me, it was one of the best parts of this show. Yes, and uh, there are a couple storylines going on concurrently during that period. Obviously, there's... Uh, Danny having lost the Iron Fist and Davos running crazy and them trying to track him down. Danny's approach is more direct and they're using more street smarts and some of Misty's like police training to right. do it. Um, going along with that storyline is one that I thought was awesome and almost didn't belong in the, I feel like it belonged in this series, but I thought it was great was Ward Meacham's alcoholism and his relationship with his like counselor, yeah. his sponsor. And I thought it was incredible acting. Yes. Well, it was just character stuff. Yeah, it was just it was just straight character stuff. But, but, I didn't but, know how but, they but were going to loop it back Ward's in. But Ward's arc and who he becomes, and ultimately that affects you know who he is today. Because Ward's almost a bad guy in the first half of Daredevil season one. Like he's Iron Fist. Uh, of Iron Fist yeah. season one. Like he's straight up trying to yeah. just fucking throw Absolutely. Danny out. Absolutely. And now he's become this broken character who's becoming. Like redemptive, totally. While Joy is going in the other direction, and, and she finds herself in way too and deep. And by the Davos. way, once you get to you know the very end, you know the way it ends, and then the jump ahead, it's not even a question. Yeah, partner in crime. I mean, that's the thing is that like for me sitting there, and I get it, you know, for a variety of reasons, why not? But as I was saying before, for me, you get the doors of the dragon stuff going on, and if you had Luke and Dan together, like the episode in Luke Cage season two. That's literally like the Power Man Iron Fist comic mm-hmm. come to life. It made me feel when, when Missy said she was going to go get her resources, it made me feel like we were going to get a Luke cameo and that Luke was going to help them get Davos. Which, like, and they do reference it, which, so, but, but yeah. the way things were left with Luke at the end of his season two is kind of why not. Yeah, Harlem's you know? his thing and that's it. Yeah. But um, really, Danny cannot win a fight with Davos straight up. He just has to poison him and weaken him with 
the same way well, he got Well, he doesn't have the Iron Fist, and He doesn't yeah, have it, he, and he's yeah. crippled, which was a pretty great fight. Again, the choreography in the season is really, really, well, really good. by really, the way, really I did like the strategy and Colleen discussing it and him getting his head straight and not being emotional and being able to avoid. Danny did more than hold his own against Davos in those moments. Mm-hmm. But he ultimately, look, he's not trying to kill him. Right. You know, he's not trying to, quote-unquote, beat him per se. He has to knock him out. Yeah, he just know, needs to get... To the he just needs to put the syringe in him. Right. Uh... A couple things about the ending, um, and, I'll, and I'll admit I've been I've, I've been working a lot, so some of these episodes I watched portions of twice because I'd wake up and be like, "What did I just miss?" and I'd watch it again. Um, so parts of it I watched twice. Um, Before we get to the, get to the ending, not, so not the ending, some... but I wanted to know how Joy ended up because she finds herself in so deep with Davos yeah. that she can't really get out, but she needs to still be in proximity so that she can get the bowl back so right. they can have a transference ceremony and get the Iron Fist back into so Danny. So the point being that... But that, Danny proposes well, Colleen takes well, the well, that, Iron Well, that's fist. another thing is, you know, so we have all these arcs. You know, at the end of season one, Joy's gone to this really kind of like completely irrational. She hates Danny because Danny didn't tell her that... Danny didn't tell her when he found out immediately that her brother's been hiding the fact that her father's been alive for all these years. So Dan, she hates Danny now. Yeah. It was always a little weak, but it, but it is irrational, and she's a little bit crazy, right? Um, and I think ultimately, yeah, it's not really clear that she can, you know, she's definitely going through that. Danny is so genuine, you know. I mean, he's really he's not the bad guy, you know, and she and she can't help but see that. But ultimately, and, and her claim is that. It wasn't any of that. It was literally like, well, Davos is crazy and self-interest and he's going to turn her. So she had to do what she had to do to take him down. Mm-hmm. Hard to say exactly where she was on that. But, you know, if she was redeemed, I think the ending left us with the idea that Mary's not letting her be. Okay, so... She doesn't get to wipe that, wipe that plate yeah, clean. So, but, so let's talk about that. So, so Davos realizes that he has lost the bull because Joy tricked him. He's pissed. He knocks her off. He knocks the, her off a ledge. Lo- yeah, a loft, whatever. She falls onto concrete. Cracks her thought, head. I thought she was dead as fuck. Right. And then you cut to her, and she's totally fucked up, and yeah. she's trying to crawl away. And one of my favorite characters this season is that henchman with the yeah, eye. He's pretty, he was great. That Co- Colleen stabs him in the eye, and I love that character. And he's he's got joy. The Davos has lost the Iron Fist. And here comes Ward to the rescue, and he shoots the guy multiple times, and Mary, they, they save Joy. Joy's totally fucked up. Joy lives, goes back to her giant loft condo, mm-hmm. and then there's a scene where Mary comes in and is, like, already in the condo, right? Like, she helped herself in. Yeah. And... What what was the resolution of that scene? Like, it's basically... That you're, not, you're not done with me. Yeah, I'm you're not, not done, done with you. Yeah. So that there's a question. You don't get to be free of all this. Is is that set up for the season three of Iron Fist, or is that going to pop up in Daredevil? It was my question. Right, because because now. But, but Joy, basically, the point is that Joy's a resource for her. She's helped Joy, and she's not just out of it just like that. Yeah, you can't just give me money and I'm going to disappear. Right. right. Um, that's what happens. You can't hang out with bad people, or else they stick around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Joy's regretting that one. Um, Okay, so the resolution... Okay, so there's there's one part where... That part of that Justin didn't like, where at the end of episode six or seven, they know that they have to get the Iron Fist back from Davos. They figured out how they're going to do it. And Danny proposes to Colleen, you take it. I think that's the end of eight. Like, you... Yeah, it, yeah. it's eight. You take the, the Iron Fist. And Colleen's like, no, I don't know if I'm... Well, and here, here's the thing. Into it. She, you know, Colleen had told the story 
about that, you know, uh, what she thought was a little fairy tale. Mother used to tell her um, about the pirate queen of Pingai Bay. Right. And Danny, of course, recognizes it because, well, you know, comic readers know again from that great Fraction run that the very first female Iron Fist was this pirate princess, mm-hmm. pirate queen, excuse me. Um, so it's actually really interesting because when you realize that, oh, this story was about her ancestor, now we know that Colleen comes from the line of the Iron Fist. Right. Um, and, you know, and, and there's, a, there's a couple of times in the season where they talk about things about fate or coincidence or, you know, what happened, what was destiny, and, and Danny believes that Colleen is actually destined to be the Iron Fist. You know, Colleen also has some, like, like family heirloom that she comes into contact with right. early on in the season that has the crane medall- on it. A medallion that, yeah. Yeah, that has the, yeah, the Shaolau uh, crest. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then the, the obvious thing, you know, through the season is that, you know, she has that balance. She mm-hmm. has that control. She's not a hothead. And yeah. I love how he, she and Misty make fun of it. Like, they make fun of Danny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, and, and Misty finally tells her, she's like, you know what, if you had it, you'd be really good with it. Yeah. This guy's Same question. Th- like these two guys are up here fucking everything up. Yeah, and really you good you'll it. just get shit done. And now we get into like a, the confusing portion of the uh, of it because they capture Davos. They start the the ceremony, and Colleen starts trying to transfer the Iron Fist from Davos right. to her. It seems to be working, and Davos wakes up. Right. And Danny tears her away right as Davos starts to iron up his fists. And they fucking decimate the nice apartment that they'd already just built right. for each other, and um, and you realize that Colleen is, she says, my arm burns, or Misty, or no, it's Colleen, my arm burns, and you see her iron up, and her arm goes to white, and Davos's arm goes to red. A couple questions for you, because a lot happens in the end, in the last twenty minutes of that last episode. Davos escapes. Davos gets out. Davos gets out. They have to. They have to chase him. They have to chase him because they're now connected. But they're both going to die if the ceremony is not not completed. Right. So Missy has a glowing white arm. Davos has like Colleen. Colleen has has the the glowing white arm. You've got Davos with the two fists. And and what was the resolution there? Well, eventually they they get get, it out of get it out of them. Yeah. Um, They they finish the ceremony. so Colleen has it. But it doesn't kill him. No. No. Okay. Same way it didn't kill Danny. Right. Um, Colleen now has, in, in the episode, this, this episode then jumps forward, like, what, a year? No, it's three months. Three months, that's it? Yeah. Because a lot of shit went down. And you see Colleen, and she stops, like, this robbery, and she uh-huh. pulls out her family sword. Yeah, And she makes the whole katana in her arm glow white. Mm-hmm. And now she's the Iron Fist she, that's protecting and Manhattan. So she's channeling a sheath through her weapon. Right, so she's like in Manhattan, and she's got this. Which, which is something that Danny and Orson Randall, Orson Randall taught Danny, but is how to put the, the Iron Fist into your weapon. Yeah. Okay, so now you've got Colleen. She can use the powerful Iron Katana. Yes. Iron Fist. Thing. So, so, so Colleen now is Iron Fist in Manhattan, and Danny has gone off with Ward to Japan, searching using the whole the body that came, which was a f- previous Iron Fist, as a way to research because yeah. Kung disappeared, and he's trying to find anything he can. And he traced it back to Singapore. Where well, well yeah. 
you find them in Japan, but then you find out that they'd already been to Singapore. Yeah, they, they, they bounce around. Yeah, so they've seemingly been moving all over the place, and Ward's looking for information, and this giant bruiser it comes out, you know. Yes, that dude was funny looking. Yeah. So Ward's starting to ask for information about the shipment that had the, the sea siren fist in it, and that's where you get the Orson Randall reference. Right. That's the person who shipped it, right? Yes. It's like, yeah, so it's like but they make reference that he wants back what was taken. Right. And um, and these would be these two guns, which would be Orson Randall's guns, right? Right. And the big bruiser stands up and is like, we're going to take those from you. And he's like, well, you're going to have to talk to my buddy. And Ward steps to the side. And you have Danny sitting there. And, and they go to shoot Danny. And Danny fucking stands up. His hands start to glow. He's got the guns. The guns start to glow. And he shoots these magic glowing bullets that knock the bullet out of the sky. Um, at that point, Jonathan goes, what the fuck? Even though he'd read the run, I was like, three months? Thinking that well, what you mentioned earlier is that Danny lost the Iron Fist to Davos. And the, the Iron Fist then went on to, Col- to, to Colleen. So, what the fuck is Danny so doing that's with the two question. glowing we, hands? That's the question. We don't know. But... I do listen. Were you one of our friends made a comment. Oh, you know that. Uh, oh, Colleen better not get the Iron Fist, but it wasn't. Well, Justin's sexist. But but I knew you were going to say that it wasn't about that. I think it's more about the idea of Danny not having it anymore. Too bad. And and so I, so I think it was important, even though they didn't show it, it's an interesting tease to make a statement. No, Danny's still Iron Fist, but she is also. Right. Okay. Um, so, you know, I, I think, I think that, that that was important. I mean, it definitely whet my appetite and flat out saying that, um, that, you know, we're getting Orson Randall. Mm. You know, are we going to get all the way to, you know, the tournament of the, all the mystical cities and all that? I'm not sure if that's going to be next season or not, but we're getting in that direction. Danny's out, you know, he's in Asia He's looking for clues, whether it be Kunlun or one of the other cities. I mean, we're on that path, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it's awesome, but yeah, I, I think that I think that we had to tell us, and now Danny gets it back. Um, and as I said to you before, and for me, it's going to solve something that nagged at me about his injury. That he should be, you know, he shouldn't recover that quick without it being, you know, you know, his part and parts of his sheet. So. I'm hoping that the idea is that no, it wasn't fully transferred. You know, it was, it's still there, and he just had to reawaken it. And, we'll you see. and you see season three, and maybe there's some flashbacks to what he and yeah. Ward were doing. Well, well certainly we're going to see what happened. Right? Yeah, there's no question we're going to see that. You know? And maybe the tournament involves bringing Kunlun back. Maybe. Yeah. So, were there any Easter eggs that like jumped out at you that we haven't mentioned? Um, I mean, as I said before, you know, there's a lot of comic references in there, you know, subtle things like, you know, the Golden Tigers, you know, from very early Iron Fist issues. Um, the Silver Lotus, you know, was like, you know, a, a bar that, you know, was in like one issue. Um, you know, I actually loved, you know, talking about episodes, you know, for the sake of Typhoid Mary, I think it was episode two where she's in the steam in the mirror and you mm-hmm. actually get that image of like, yeah. you know, the, the, the half-face image. And they did the same yeah. thing with the artwork. Yeah, the same thing with the artwork, which that, that was cool. It was awesome. 
Um, you got the Crane sisters, I thought was a reference to the Crane mother, mm-hmm. which again ties into Colleen. The, 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 well, it's the fraction. The fraction, right, right. You know? Because um, you have the Crane mother. Yeah. Um, but isn't that the family crest as well? Is that Colleen has a family, the family crest has the Crane on it? It seemed like it, yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, so I, yeah, I think these are nods. Um, oh, Ernst Erskine. You know? Yes, he's the collector of those artifacts from Cunlan right. and, and Antiquity. So, so in the comics, that was um, Orson Randall's, you know, sidekick mm-hmm. guy. So you know, so there's that. Um, I love the code six one six. When was that? Misty said the code six one six was about you know meaning super powered, you know, you know, or extra powered individuals. I heard Marvel wants to move away from using six one six in reference to their universe. Well, sorry, it's six one six. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, I mean, there's some solid Easter eggs, um, overall, you know, season's really good, the action's good, um. Totally redeems season one. You know. And maybe Defenders. Yeah. I don't love the whole, oh, Colleen can train him or concentrate on the relationship thing, you know, Mm -hmm. but you know what, having said that, I don't have to love it. People's relationships are individual, and that's what the story is, and that's what the story is. If that's how she feels, and it undermines their relationship, then then that's valid, you know. As for where it ends up later, I mean, listen, it's now so far we always knew they're just, you know, in, in this, it's not going to be Danny with Misty. It's Danny with Colleen, and mm-hmm. it does make sense. It does work better, you know. What would you expect this? Where would you expect everything to go from here? Both in like. Well, first, first of all, what's yeah. interesting is I think they've set up for Luke Cage season three that it would be Colleen dealing with him, not Danny, and that's interesting because she right. doesn't have the relationship, right? You know, so if Misty needs to bring him back up, that's who she's going to bring in. Okay, right? so so Luke Cage season three could be set up with Colleen actually going against Luke as the leader. I of wouldn't think for a big things. portion of, right. the, of the show, but I would I think that they've set up at least maybe an appearance. You and know, then, if it, if it comes to that, and and what does this mean? Obviously, like we looked up today, and it was announced that Daredevil season three is coming in October. Awesome! And I'm like, holy crap! Give us a chance to breathe. Um, but we're gonna get it. It's all. It's gonna be awesome. I hope because Daredevil's been great. You know, we're, uh, it has you to expect, be born again. It's gonna be born again. Do we get Typhoid Mary in it? Well, that that's my question. We no, we haven't heard. <laughs> Normally, if someone's shot. You know, in front of the yeah. show, you at least hear that much, right? Right. I mean, it's hard for that not to slip, you know? Okay. But, but sometimes, I mean, sometimes there's a surprise. I mean, uh, I, think, I think it's, it's perfectly set up. And they're in New York, which is where Daredevil is, you yeah. know? I mean, it, it just it makes total sense. We did not mention arguably my favorite scene in the entire season, which is Turk playing golf. Oh, the, 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 the Turk appearance is great. Yeah, yeah. that whole the whole thing is great. Turk's been in well, almost every season of every show of well, every so, one so, of his Netflix and, and that's the thing is, um, my hope is look. You know, I'd love to see Colleen as Iron Fist in mm-hmm. Daredevil season three. In in and obviously Danny and Ward off doing their they're not around thing. right. So you would rather see an Iron Fist season three without Danny or Ward in it? Well, here's the thing: or is, I would love to see a simultaneous storyline with Danny and Ward. No, Iron Fist season three, yes, but Daredevil season three. Oh, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing is, so time's gone by here. You know, it's not really clear to us. Matt was unconscious for a little bit of time. We don't we don't know exactly when Daredevil season three is set yet. Just a building landing on him. Yeah, but 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 probably for the sake of what Danny's doing, if Matt's running around, it's not at the same time. It's after. Right. Right. Which is why it's coming out when it does. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, I mean, there can be some overlap. 
you know, but, um, you know, by the way, New York, I mean, yes, it's a small island in Manhattan, but it's, you know, they right. don't have to necessarily cross over. But for, to the extent that it's, it's the street violence thing. In the know? references. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would love, love to see Colleen pop up in Daredevil season three. I'm not expecting it, but I'd love that. Really love it, you know, for Typhoon to pop up. Um, by the way, I mean, I'm as positive as I can be that because the, the, there's, a, there's an actor... Um, his name's Wilson Bleffel. He mm-hmm. used to be on a show called Hard Dixie. And they're listing him as like, uh, I'm trying to think how they list him, like, like, like a, a state senator or something, something like that. I think that's complete BS. Okay. For Daredevil season three? D- yeah. He, he's so is Bullseye. Oh, that'd be insane. Dude. Does he look dude, like him? Yeah. <laughs> Blonde. He's, he's like the same, like muscular. He like, looks yeah. a lot like... Um, yeah. Looks uh, like Bullseye. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, yeah, like he, he's, he's like Charlie Cox and he really similar body type. Oh, that'd type, be awesome. You know? And, mm-hmm. you know, like he's about the same height and build and so all that. So you're hoping to see Bullseye and Daredevil oh, yeah. in 3. And I hope it happens. Like, no, no, it's happening. Dude, dude did there's you even know a logo that, with the Bullseye on it. Yeah, did you know Typhoid Mary was in this season? I, of, 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 yeah. I've kept myself completely clear I, of it. I, I try to avoid this stuff. But yeah, no, but uh, literally the, yeah. the logo on Daredevil season 3 has the Bullseye on it. Oh, it's done. Yeah. It's, it's done. Bullseye's in it. And it moves the buffalo's bullseye. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, lo- I was really, I looked up a day but or listen, so. But the reason I brought it up is because, you know, and, and I, I think that the idea is that, it, I'm, I'm not clear, is Kingpin getting out or is he just writing things from in jail? Yeah, but either you know? way, he's going to Either send. way, so that's the thing is, you know, both Typhoid Mary and Bullseye were Kingpin's enforcers. Right. So that, that's the question. Like, because by the way, the way Mary's set up makes total sense for her to maybe be, end up in a situation like that. Right. When I looked up uh, a day or so before this uh, season hit on Iron Fist, and I was like, Alice, now, by the way, in, oh, she's playing Typhoid Mary? By I'm the in. way, I'm in. in season great one surprise. of Iron Fist, yeah. they make reference to the female investigator, and I think we all thought it was Jessica. Mm-hmm. But clearly, no, it was Walker. Right. It was Mary Walker. So that, that's an interesting little, oh, okay. Anything else you want to add? Yeah. Um, just, you know, overall, it, it, such an improvement. Uh, just overall really good. Um, I think it was smart that they didn't drag it all out and did only 10 episodes. I'd love to see um, that continue. Yeah. So excited for Daredevil Season 3. And really, really, and I couldn't have said this before, but really excited for Season 3 of this. Yeah. It, this is really course-corrected, the, the character. Yeah. Um, before we get to Daredevil season three, you and I have some work to do. Venom. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm down. Escapist, we love you. We'll do anything for you, and that means we're going to go see Venom and give you a special. Do so I have to wait for you to see it? What, what's the deal? Um, you, you back that day? I'll be back. Because uh, we'll, we'll go that evening. We'll go Thursday evening. It's just like, how much, you know, it's like I'm coming, I'd be coming back from New Mexico and I had been dealing with my mom. Do I so want to what? just turn around and deal with Venom too? So what? <laughs> you don't know my mother. Um, That's true. us. we do this for you. And all we ask is that you, if you enjoy these episodes, you share them with your friends. Um, we hope that you enjoyed Iron Fist Season 2 as much as we did. Um, we weren't cynical about it coming out. We were hoping some redemption was going to happen for season one and Defenders, and it was there. I would love to, you know, knowing that this course corrected, I'd love to see a Defender season two somehow with a whole new mix of Marvel Netflix superheroes. I think that would be really cool. It'd be awesome. Um, let's see Blade. 
<laughs> um, hey, you know, and that's the funny thing is, is you know, you, you make the point about, oh, God, we're getting Daredevil so quickly, but that's just it. There's a bunch of these shows yeah, now. Yeah, we got Punisher I mean, coming at, out. At, at yeah. this point, they got to be within, you know, a month or two of each other. I was expecting Daredevil choice. to be a late November, early December release, and here yeah. we are in mid-October getting Daredevil. Yeah, I'm fine with it. But by the way, when's, when are we getting Punisher? Right. I'm not sure, because they, they've already <clears throat> shot that. I would think that it was January, February, but I was wrong about Daredevil yeah. being in December. And, uh, you know, but, and, and by the way, when we talk about others, I mean, Moon Knight. Sure. Moon Knight would be great. Moon Knight would be cool. Um... And yeah, um, so listen, Geeks Gavis, we can go on and on and on about all the comic book characters that we want to see on screen. These are the characters that we got on screen. This one was great. Let's bring on Daredevil in mid-October. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends. Please tell people that we're, Ian and I have been doing this for 12 years and we've been telling you guys about this cool stuff. Um, and I did this, you know, at the cost of playing Spider-Man on PS4. So I hope you really appreciate it. I, my PS4 is still in the box. I have not cracked it Go open. open it. No, I can't. It's too much work. But do it. I'm hoping to do it this weekend. And I've been talking to Peter Parker himself, Yuri Lowenthal, about returning on the Geekscape podcast to talk about Spider-Man. Awesome. So look for that. Um, also in the feed coming up in the next day or two is um, my good friend Jason Inman, who used to uh, host the DC online show. Um, and his wife Ashley, they were on the episode coming up talking about their brand new Kickstarter. We have a ton of cool episodes coming up, and you know what's also around the corner is Geekscape 500. I still don't know what I'm going to do for it. Wow. I have an idea. I will have to send the email and see if it happens, but I have an idea. I finally have an idea. <laughs> Not too late. Um, but if you've been enjoying it, again, share it with your friends. You can find us on Facebook at Geekscape and Geekscape Forever. You can find us on Instagram at Geekscape Forever. We are on Twitter. Ian is on Twitter at Ian L. Kerner. That's my name. And you're also on Instagram, although you don't use it as much. That's true. Um, so Geekscape is over there. You can always find Ian on Facebook to befriend him and then tell him why he's wrong. He's not. That's why I have him on the show. Uh, <laughs> love you guys. Um, Geekscape Forever. Uh, keep it going and keep sharing with your friends. All right, anything to add, Ian? Nope. Okay, over and out. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.